Hello, everybody, and welcome to another podcast episode. Um, unfortunately, because I am moving, I wasn't able to sit around with the boys. I do know the boys have actually made an effort to, to <laughs> meet up this week, so this one is on me. Either way, I wanted to make a episode for you just because, you know, I did do that promise that every Sunday you would have something, even if it is just going to be a solo episode. Last week, uh, VJ and Etienne were actually able to pair up and make an episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I I always uh, enjoy those because when I do the editing, it's uh, it's I don't need to listen to just my voice uh, repeatedly. Uh, so this week, I'm going to do a solo episode. If you never ha- listened to these solo episodes, these are usually off the cuff. Um, so I did write down a few notes, but for the most part, it is um. It, 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 it is off the cuff, so I don't have a script or anything. I'm just going to throw it out there. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. That's all there is to it. So what I wanted to do today is I want to kind of talk about both, uh, well, if you read the title, you, you, you'll know that it's about the things that turn me off of watching anime. And one of the reasons why this uh, channel and this podcast is called Manga for Dummies is because at least nowadays, I don't watch that much anime in general. And I want to talk about some of the things that that pushes me away from watching those, and um, and yeah. So first, first things first, and just to get some context, I have watched a ton of anime. So you know, back in you know back in I want to say early 2010s, uh, I actually watched a fuck ton of anime. Uh, it, uh, it was it used to be popular to maintain something called like the my anime list, like watched a watch list. Uh, uh, dropped. I don't know if you guys ever done that, but you know you're supposed to fill it out. And if you actually, if even if I pulled up the one that I haven't updated since years and years and years, it's still a substantial list. I, you know, if I would put myself in a percentile, probably in like back then I would be in like probably the like the top ten percent of anime watchers in terms of sheer number. Nowadays I'd probably drop down to like thirty percent, like top thirty, uh, which is considering the fact that I haven't really watched that much anime over the years recently, um, it's pretty impressive. Uh, There was a time where I would just legit degenerately go through a list of animes and actually just watch through all of them without much reason. And to be fair, I had a lot more free time back then, so... um, yeah, it's and I also play a lot of MMOs, so it's always fun to have something on the side to uh, grind or or kill stupid fucking animals too, uh, in in a in a video game. So uh, today I want to talk about the things that turn me off of animes, and um, I put like six bullet points. Um, so we'll see how I tie everything together. But these are six pretty much elements that, off the cuff, really like pushes me away from. Um, partaking in an anime uh sometimes you know if somebody recommends it to me i ask them if there's these things and they're like yeah there is it's like "Mm, okay then other times it's uh if it's in the cover sometimes it's kind of obvious what kind of show it is uh in the cover or in like the art or something like that and if i see that then similarly i'm like eh probably not then um so so yeah um I also talk about some of the things that m- other people may find uh, like a turnoff, but that isn't too much of a turnoff to me. Uh, but but yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. So for, let's start. Uh, let's start with these um, easy ones. Uh, so lollies. Uh, I think that's kind of weird. Um, I even back then. So obviously, as a 
as a younger person back in the day. Some of these uh, that are now turnoffs weren't damage of turnoff, but that now have become turnoffs. But lollies have always felt kind of weird to me, um, especially as somebody with uh, younger sisters. Uh, and my uh, th my age gap between my younger sisters is quite large. So uh, by the time I was a t young adult, they were still like in late elementary school so lollies are always kind of weird to me um i don't luckily i feel like we in general have moved away from that uh but uh i don't really like um lollies in general um especially if they're even tr in any any like hint of sexual sexualization of a lollies i feel like that's super weird so that's that's definitely an easy turn off for me that never that was never anything good um let me give you an example. Uh, let's see, one that had a lolly that uh, may or may not have been good that because I didn't watch. There, and I know some of them. Even like it's just like a premise. Like, it's like oh, it's an ancient deity sealed into like a lolly. But after a, when when they need their powers, they revert back to this buxom busty woman. Like no, like still doesn't work for me. Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but, um, well, yeah. Second one, uh, so that's, that's an easy, easy go. Second turn off for me, uh, so it is etchy slash excessive fan service. Uh, so this one, this is the one I meant that <laughs> I didn't really mind, uh, as a, as a younger person. Uh, but in more recent times, <clears throat> I have, uh, had more trouble with it. Uh, so, classic example of one that I enjoyed um was uh high school of the dead it came to me at the perfect time at the perfect age i feel and it it kind of leaned into how ridiculously fan service it is so if you guys ever watched it there was this scene where uh the main character at i forget the names because the names really don't matter too much like had to stabilize a sniper rifle using one of the female characters boobs and i thought that was so funny um, but it's, it is, it is etchy, it is fan service, so, uh, so yeah, it's not something that, um, it's not something that I've always hated, unlike lollies, uh, but, uh, in more recent times, especially as I've matured, I suppose, I don't really need, uh, anime to be, to, to fill that niche of mild arousement, um, so I don't really, uh, really need etchy, and also, with with me being on the go more often now, I do sometimes watch anime on the phone, for example, which wasn't really that much of a possibility in the 2010s, 2011s. Um, so in that sense, if I if I'm on the go and I accidentally, you know, it's you know, it's how that thing where whenever you pull up something to show your your buddy and like obviously some some like sexual picture comes out I was like oh you want to show me this like no no this i was trying to show you this funny duck i was like oh you want to show me this funny dick no 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 it's a funny duck i swear and it's like if somebody catches me watching like an etchy scene it's, like, ah, it's just kind of awkward but yeah uh so etchy i feel like etchy does have a place and fan service can have a place you know it's a uh, it's sexual appeal even in like um tv dramas on on like uh network television you know you still you still play a little you know if it's a if it's a pretty lady and she wants to show off that's definitely fine with me the actor if it makes sense like some some characters are inherently sexual or like you know um enticing and it makes sense that they play into it however 
fan service for fan service sake, that's that's something different. I don't really enjoy it too much. Next, uh, so this one, this one is is definitely something I've grown to dislike more, more in uh, as I get older. So that is excessive plot armor. So this one is it's kind of twofold. If you've ever, there's also I've, I've seen something similar in, in uh, online discussions. It's like uh, self insert, which is like you kind of put yourself in the main cactus position in a sense you don't want to see them fail in uh it, given an example of something that we've covered before um beginning after the end that one it really feels with excessive it feels like it has excessive plot armor and excessive uh self insert where you 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 somehow find satisfaction in seeing you, the main character that you project yourself onto like succeed i there was a time there was a time and place where i was really into it um especially as a i wasn't ever not confident but you know it, it definitely it's something that's like if you're it definitely feeds your ego in a sense if that makes sense if you are super into that kind of uh element in an anime but for me it was it, it quickly became obvious i didn't really enjoy it uh so I feel like a main character being hurt, being uh, failing, is not a bad thing. I think uh, we kind of demonize failure in, in society in general. And I didn't mean this to be a philosophical episode, but we do kind of demonize failure sometimes when, in fact, it's... Um, you know, this is quote, it's like, the real failure is not... No, failing isn't doing something wrong. It's not doing it right not doing everything to make it right or something like that. But in some sense, it's just that I feel we are a little too harsh on, on not failing, especially uh, so the same way we we over-glorify victories and success, uh, even if that success is not necessarily warranted. Uh, we also kind of um, make, make light of failure in some sense. So I feel like a main character failing from time to time and... Um, uh, so, for example, of uh, some, let me think of something that doesn't have excessive plot armor and something that does have excessive. Well, I already gave one that has excessive. Excessive would be, for example, like I said earlier, uh, beginning after the end, uh, especially later on. And you'll, it, apart from just excessive plot armor, I feel like there's. We can also talk about like the difference between the difference in abilities between them and every other character. Uh, either way. That's uh that's not too much of a turn off because if as long as there's a proper build up, I don't mind that. Uh one that doesn't have that doesn't have plot armor or excessive plot armor, for example, is Berserk. Uh Guts gets fucked up uh a lot in throughout the sh the, the story. And um I really appreciate that. It's it's something that um gives him realism. It makes his uh pain uh, empathetic and you can sympathize uh with with uh, the things that he goes through um in fact a lot of the characters in there there is some there's obviously some plot armor um for example when um baby casca if that makes sense uh like walks through an entire cult and doesn't get at all touched yeah, okay, all right, there's there's some plot armor there, but, you know, at least for a lot of the main characters, eh, it's, it, it is something that's kind of annoying. I, I suppose we can also briefly talk about the opposite, which is the Game of Thrones effect, where, you know, some a character is randomly just 
written out and killed or something. I don't. I, I don't. That's not a turn off for me, but I don't really enjoy it either. I don't really need that. Like I don't. Uh, as somebody who didn't particularly enjoy Game of Thrones to begin with, even before the legendary final season, um, that would never really appeal to me. Like I, I don't mind it too much, but I feel like we do have a little excess of that nowadays, um, which. It does provide some realism, I suppose, because, you know, people do die for no reason sometimes in real life. And, but, you know, that's that, that's always a tragedy. I don't know why we necessarily want to copy that in fictional writing. Either way, next, uh, we have super pervs. So, uh, super pervs are... Um, super pervs always irked me, I feel, but I never had the ability to vocalize it, and I never really understood why I vocalized it. So super pervs are, are essentially people who, um, usually males, though I, I do think there have been some female super pervs in more recent years, uh, but typically there are male characters that um, really lean into the fact that they want to either see women, um, touch women, or... And again, uh, this is like the, the trope, the, tradi the typical traditional trope of a super perv. Um, I do know that, you know, there have been characters that probably fall in that category, but don't, don't leer for, for women, um, whether they are women or male or anything in between themselves. But typically and traditionally, it is this male character that, that you know, really wants to get with a woman, uh, usually single or usually old. Uh, so some very classic examples, I think, are Master Roshi, and um, Sanji, for example, from One Piece, uh, Master Roshi from Dragon Ball, and um, you know, just some thrown here and there. And to be fair, I I still enjoy those series, so it's not like it's not an instant turn off. So this one is probably lower on the list as long as it's not like a main character. Though I, I do suppose a main character being a super perv could be its own kind of niche, uh, but it is something that kind of irks me. So I had to put in there. If we were to rank everything one of these, which I'm not gonna do, um, this is probably probably low uh, on like you know it's it's low on the list of bad. So I don't know what you want to say about that, but it's it's probably lower on the list. Uh, but super pervs, I feel like also kind of breaks writing in terms of characters. So for example, um, Master Roshi, I think he's actually like a decent uh, character all around, and especially like in super where he, he gives, like, you know, life advice in some sense to Goku, which um, enabled Goku to reach a, for a stage beyond. Um, we could talk about how weird everything about Super is. You could see that from the last short me and VJ did. Uh, but this, uh, in general, it's hard to quantify this, like, wise and and at least on a human scale powerful individual is also this gigantic super perv that's always kind of weird and uh, it also it kind of because they are super pervs the story usually lends itself to moving to the other parts that i don't enjoy so etchy and fan service usually also follows those so anytime early dragon ball for example um Boma usually would be the one that lands herself in a, in a way that would benefit one of the super pervs and that's like okay uh, similarly, Sanji, I feel like Sanji is such a, in, is such a good character with such strong motivations, with, like a fan, I think it's one of, 
in terms of like the Straw Hat Crew's backstories, it's arguably top two, top three, maybe. But and yet, like he he grew up so much as a uh, as as an individual, and he's such a badass. And then all of a sudden, bam! Time time skip. He comes back. He hasn't seen a, a female character in like twenty five thousand years, and now he's just this gigantic super perv alongside Brooks. And the two the two actually play like kind of a similar role, and it kind of ruined the character for me, uh, honestly. Even though he, on multiple levels, has become a stronger and more captivating character uh, the fact that he's become more of a super perv while before he was like a gentleman now he's just like a straight up creep and it, it's eh, he's a gentleman that sometimes he, has, he used to be a gentleman who gets something gets thrown into a situation that overwhelms him but now he's just like a straight up creep so it's kind of weird uh so yeah super pervs uh definitely a turn off to me uh next one harem again this was something that i i didn't mind too much uh when i was younger um, in fact, who do I want to meet this? Ah, sure. Why not? Uh, there was probably like a dark period where, <laughs> where I, I went out of my way to look for Harem. Um, but, uh, in more recent times, no, um, Harem is not too much of a, of, um, of something that I, I look out for. And in fact, I actively avoid, uh, for a few reasons. So first, um, can a good series be with harem? Yes. Yes, I do feel like a, a good harem series could technically exist. And um, I can't think of one off the top of my head. A good series with harem. Um, well, this is embarrassing now. I can't think of one. Okay, well, you just need to take my word that I think, like, a harem series can exist. It's just... I can't think of one right now. But the reason why I don't like harem is... And again, we're taking the more traditional and typical um, trope or definition of harem, which is uh, usually one male character with multiple female characters. Um, there's probably a variation somewhere that I haven't really watched where one female character with multiple male, or one male and multiple males, or one female with multiple females, blah, blah, blah. But I'm taking like the more traditional and uh, typical explanation of what a harem is. Uh, so yeah, for me, so first, we got to think of it as an opportunity cost. So as an opportunity, oh, for example, a good harem series, uh, anything, um, oh, fuck, I even made an, a video about him. Seo Kuji, any one of his series are, are pretty good. Uh, they, they feel that very niche of trash television, that that like drama that you, that I, I need to have scratch every so often. So that's an example of a good harem series, I feel. Um, so yeah. Either way, uh, so the reason why I don't like harem. So first, if there's an opportunity cost to everything. So every time, uh, harems should technically have every female character be of equal importance. But the problem with that is that there is always an opportunity cost. So whenever you put a little bit of time in character A... It's taken away from character B, it's taken away from character C, it's taken away from character D. Inevitably, you'll feel that a single character is always getting more of the limelight. An example of that, for example, well, example of that, for example, an example of that is uh, Nizakoi, where uh, it's it kind of gets obvious that at a certain point. It was like an, when it was two girls with one guy, it 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 was like a decent back and forth. But the minute you add a third girl, what happens? It, 
uh, it takes a little bit from girl B, it takes a little bit of girl A, but inevitably it'll take a little bit more from B than A to make up for C. But then you, it kind of becomes obvious then. So your A is a little bigger, your B is a little bit tiny bit smaller, and your C is the smallest in the few. And then you introduce a character D, and then character D takes time from the other four, uh, the other three, and uh, the gap becomes more obvious then. So A is uh, is far and above the highest. B is a, a little bit low, uh, like a me medium bit smaller. The C is a lot smaller, and D is like just taking some of the time. And sometimes it kind of becomes obvious, and at, the, at a certain point, it kind of makes up for what's the point. Additionally, I feel that Harem kind of does limit um, limit character writing in, in multiple sense. Uh, so both from the male side and from the female side, the female side, I don't want to say that. It makes me sound strange but either way from both the male main character side it kind of limits on what type what type of writing you can do with them but also on the uh female character sides you also um you also kind of in a sense have to always write it back you always have to create writing and describe the character in a way that it always circle back to liking the main character which i feel is very very limiting and uh, in that sense, it's just weak. And finally, unless your harem choice, your 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 best waifu or husbando wins, you'll always not like the ending. So um, that's also something that I don't necessarily need in my life. Finally, bad endings. Um, like I said, it doesn't necessarily. I didn't want it to tie with harem, but essentially, bad endings are always a turn off for me. Uh, especially if somebody introduce, uh, introduces a series to me, and uh, I rather they tell me, "Oh, I haven't reached the ending yet, but so far it's good," then um, it has a pretty bad ending or it has a middling ending. Because at the end of the day, at least nowadays for me, uh, watching any anime is a time investment. So if the investment doesn't pay off, it, it kind of does suck. Um, you know, it. I don't. I don't rage at anything, but like, eh, it's it's always this kind of disappointment. So if um. If the ending sucks, that's usually something that keeps me away from a series. And what else can you say? It's it's. Uh, I feel like this is probably mid uh, midway, a little bit top topish nowadays. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, so that quick uh, summary: the things that turn me off are lollies, etchy slash fan service, uh, excessive plot armor, super pervs, harem, and bad endings. Um, in, eh, you know, let's might as well rank them since I have it all here as a list. Uh, okay, now this would be in the sense that like if you gave me the series, what I what I would look at and like what I would say. So if there's a lolly on the on like the cover or the cover art or whatever, um, that's instantly a turn off. I'm probably not gonna watch or read it. Um, and to be to be clear. I don't mind watching stories about little girls as long as it's done in the sense that it makes sense. So, like, if uh, I haven't watched Sailor Moon, but I don't feel like I would be against watching Sailor Moon apart from of the fact that it's a time investment for a series that's, like, extremely old now. Um, if it's, like, a bunch of schoolgirls or even, like, younger, I think Madoka, Madoka Magica also had little girls. I didn't mind that. Or Made in Abyss, for example. Like, the design is made in a sense that it is... Um, with little girls 
uh, or little children, but it's uh, it's still a dark story. Um, flipping that to a male side, for example, I really enjoyed uh, Ranking of Kings, even though the main character is just this little boy. That's not really what what triggers me, I suppose. It's uh, the sexualization of little girls. I feel like that's weird. Uh, next, actually, a fan service. Uh, thing is, with the, the first two, it's kind of obvious when it's it has that. So if there is a lolly, usually it's on the cover art with like one of the main characters or whatever, and that's pretty obvious. Actually, in fan service is similar. It's yeah, it kind of gets obvious where it's like I don't know something about like the design or the way the characters are put together. It kind of makes it obvious when it is a fat itchy slash fan service series. Um, so it probably lolly's first, harem second. Third is Etchy Slash Fanservice, because I feel like Harem almost always comes with Etchy Slash Fanservice, so it would technically go up on there. Um, ooh, so between Excessive Plot... Okay, last one is Bad Endings, because it's, you know, you can hide that, technically. And Bad Endings is kind of subjective, so if somebody didn't like the ending, but I find it perfectly fine, that's, uh, that's also something. Uh... Super pervs or excessive plot armor is worse for me. Um, thing is, <clears throat> super pervs. I don't. Both of them, I, I technically don't mind the moment. I just don't really like them in in, in hindsight. Uh, you know what? Let's do lollies at the top. Harem second thing that turns me off the most. Etchy slash fanservice third. Super pervs fourth. Excessive plot armor fifth. And bad ending sixth. I think that's um, roughly where it is. I might flip flop between excessive plot armor and, and super pervs, but um, the others are pretty solid in place. So yeah, this was a. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this short. Uh, the short on um, things that turn me off anime. Uh, to be honest, uh, you gotta be kind of exceptional anime. <laughs> that sounds so douchey. You gotta be, like, exceptional to actually be worth my time, no. Uh, it's just that I don't really have that much time. I feel like in the time, the same time I could watch one series of anime, I could read, like, a dozen series of manga. But I do think anime is still worth watching, especially, uh, something like, um, Ranking of Kings, I think, like, that. That's something that is infinitely better in anime form than manga form. Um, so I think that's uh, definitely worth your time. But uh, how about you guys? Do you guys have anything that turns you off? Do you guys know what turns you off? Or have you ever not really thought about it? Um, you know, maybe you're just not a sports guy. Maybe you just uh, you see a ball, any kind of ball, any kind of balls. Uh, you're just like, nope, not for me. Uh, are you guys like not any romance? Um, do you guys not like seeing any physical human interaction no holding hands uh you know that kind of stuff if you guys enjoyed this uh episode oh hope you guys in you know uh you can leave a what is it like stars a review ah whatever you can leave whatever podcasts have i'm not really sure um you could introduce this to your friends. I think we're, we are really going to ramp up uh, pr production and like uh, work on both the podcast and on the YouTube end. The YouTube end is, is going actually a lot better than I thought. Um, the reception has been pretty warm and a lot of kind words in the comments. 
Um, hope you guys are enjoying. I feel like this, I really like this new production schedule we have um, over on the YouTube side. So quick, quick housekeeping before we go. On the podcast side, every new episodes every Sunday. It's sad that we haven't had a ensemble episode to continue uh, Legend of Northern Blade because I really want to know the boys' thoughts because I I'm, I believe I'm the only one who've actually read it uh, prior to this uh, start. Um, but that's that's mostly been on me since I am moving. Um, so in the in the in the short term, we might have more short episodes for you guys, but. If you guys have been long term, you'll probably know that uh, that's that's unfortunately how we roll here. <laughs> uh, but uh, new episodes every Sunday. Um, I usually try to do it early in the morning, but uh, apologies if it hasn't gone up in the early enough for you guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll just do it on um, like at between twelve and three a.m. so that if you wake up on Sunday, you'll have something for you. I could I could definitely do that for you guys. And then on the YouTube side, uh, last week we concluded Dragon Ball month. Last last month, uh, this month we're fully in uh, Yu-Gi-Oh month. Uh, new episodes every first, eighth, fifteenth, and twenty-third of each month. Um, is my math correct? Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Uh, so pretty much every seven, every week you'll have one episode. It's just that, um, I know technically it's better to say, oh yeah, every Monday of each month, but it, it technically gives me a little bit more time considering some months have a little bit more days than others. It technically does give me a little bit more time to, uh, to do editing and stuff like that, which because I, I've upped the quality, I feel of the editing, it also takes a little bit more time. So hope you guys are, are okay with that trade-off. Uh, so this month, we're fully in Yu-Gi-Oh! month. Uh, at the time of the recording of this episode, our two episodes are out, and the reception has been pretty warm. Um, so thank you. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying everything. Hope you guys' uh, year has gone off to a good start. And uh, let's hope February treats you guys as good as uh, or better than January did. Have a nice one, everybody.